I'm Melissa. And I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life. One of our listeners sent us a message that said that they started to say along to that. Yeah. And it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. We do do it pretty similarly every time. Yeah. So. I, I really thought that was so funny and cool. So I think her name was Shayelle. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> that's so, so nice shale thanks for saying that it makes me laugh now i'm thinking about you while we're doing it yeah okay are you ready jam i'm ready today we're gonna talk about how hand warmers work hand warmers mm-hmm. like little bag ones that you shake up or whatever so there's a couple different kinds we're uh-huh. gonna do the reusable ones oh okay reusable what do you mean so abby my friend Abby and Steven uh-huh. have these hand warmers that you like bend this thing inside of them and mm-hmm. they let off heat mm-hmm. and warm up and then you boil them in water and then they go back to back to ready to go. Like it resets them and then you can bend that thing again and it starts right over. What? They're reusable hand warmers. I, I did not know that existed. I did know it existed because they told me, but I didn't know how it worked. I, I've never heard of that. The only ones I remember like I've used and seen when I've been buying them is just the the disposable ones. I feel like the one and done, like they last an hour or whatever. But I don't I've never even heard of reusable ones. And I don't believe they exist. And you can't convince <laughs> me. Prove they it. definitely exist and Prove I have it. a picture of it. <laughs> Fine. Um the reusable ones and the one time use ones are a different chemistry but they are both chemistry okay so today we're going to talk about one i'm going to save the the non-reusable ones for another day okay plus if you're going to buy something one-time use is not the way to go totally i just didn't even know that they existed well now so i thought one-time use was the only option unless you could get something that you could like plug in which is a lot less convenient so you're at some outdoor thing and you can't have a plug with you and a thing that runs a cable up to your hands to warm them so right i like the reusable idea well, I'm really excited about it. Okay, me too. So, and I learned that these existed and I thought, oh, it's going to be pretty complicated. And then I ran across the explanation while I was looking something else up uh-huh. and I got so excited. <laughs> Gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. I said, we were just talking about this and here it is. <laughs> Gosh, that's cool. So that's I was cool. very, very excited to see it. And I said, okay, then we're going to do it. That's what's going to happen. I'm in. I'm ready. And it's good to do this while it's still a little bit cold. It has been dreary here lately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I like that. Yeah, but it'd be a lot less applicable if we tried to do this in the summer. People would be like, I don't want to know how things make me warm. How about something that makes me cool? Yeah, I'm waiting. I can't believe I missed this for last fall, but I'm saving for next fall. Uh-huh. As soon as it starts to feel like fall, why leaves change colors? Oh, dang. That mm-hmm, sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. So I've got that one in my back pocket. We've got big plans here on Chemistry for Your Life. Okay. I'm going to tell you the basics of how hand warmers work. Okay. And then I'm going to dig deeper into it. And then you'll explain it back to me. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So the very basics, all a hand warmer does, both kinds, is use a heat releasing process to get your hands warm. Heat releasing process. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's it. That's all that happens. Releases heat. That makes sense because they obviously feel hot to us. Right. But where does the heat come from? That's the question. So how do they do it? Um, I'm going to throw some jargony words around, but I'm going to explain what they mean. 
So chemical and physical changes, that's a, usually something we talk about at the very beginning of Gen Chem 1. Mm-hmm. Chemical changes are when something has reaction, basically. It changes chemically. The molecular structure changes. Okay. That's a chemical reaction. That's a chemical change. Right. Physical changes are... Like coffee, chemical change. Obviously. <laughs> Bring coffee, physical, and get chemical change. Yep, go I'm on. not convinced. <laughs> Jim and I have, have gone back and forth about the chemistry of coffee, but don't worry, it's coming. Okay. So physical change is the kind of change that you... You know what? Coffee might be a chemical change. We've got to really look into that. Okay. A physical change is the kind of change that you've heard about. So think about the three states of matter, quote, three states of matter. Mm -hmm. There's solid, liquid, and gas. Mm -hmm. Person, place, thing, idea. Got it. (laughs) That's a different thing. That's a noun. (laughs) So solid, a liquid, and a gas. If you go between one of those to the other, it's called a physical change. Okay. So just changing state of matter. Right. So it's not changing from water to carbon dioxide and something else. I don't know what I was saying. It's not changing from, it's not the same thing as water reacting with carbon dioxide and making carbonic acid. It's just water going from liquid to solid. Can I ask a question about physical changes? Mm -hmm. Say you have um, a substance of some kind Mm -hmm. and all you do is break it into pieces, but it does not change like state of matter, but it also doesn't change chemically. So you have a big chunk of salt and you just cut it into pieces. Mm-hmm. Is that just a physical change? You've just changed I think a, a physical f- element of it, but it's still the state of matter it's in? I don't think so. I think a physical change is defined as when a matter changes among solid, liquid, or gaseous states. So... So I think that's just nothing. It's just breaking it into smaller pieces. I don't think that is called a physical change. So according to chemistry, no notable changes happened. We're not worried about the size of things changing. Like, I mean, I think people care more about that in physical chemistry because the more or less surface area there is, the more or less quickly things could happen. But, mm-hmm. but for the purpose of this conversation, doesn't matter. I think I always had a little bit too broad of an idea of what a physical change was like Mm. a change that can happen to something based on like my, like layman's regular folk teaching about stuff that it was a kind of visual change that wasn't chemical. Mm. So even if you like broke something apart or whatever, if you didn't change something in a molecular way down in there, if it was still just like, no, now you have two pieces of wood instead of one or something like that, that that was physical change but i don't know that was told yeah. to me i think i just had too broad of an idea of that i don't know i mean that's an understandable idea in there and i'll tell you we had a conversation about chemical and physical changes among grad students uh-huh. it was an active learning activity so basically we were doing what general chemistry students would have and we argued hard about some of the things because when you go deep, there's not as much of a clear line between things. Mm-hmm. So we we had much more intense debates about less obvious things. So I think, you know, there's some gray in there. But for the purpose yeah. of basics, uh-huh. all you really need to know is the changes among solid, liquid, or gaseous states. Okay. And, and that'll be good for this conversation. Okay. Got it. But that's the right way to think. You've got your your deep thinking cap on I'm you're asking to... questions and that's what we like. There we go. Yeah. So I'm, I'm here for that. 
Okay, so mm-hmm. now that you know physical change and chemical change, uh-huh. physical and chemical changes that give off heat, uh-huh. that release heat, mm-hmm. that's called exothermic. I, I was about to say that. <gasps> Were I, you? I knew that word for some reason. I don't know why. Well, we do we do teach it in uh-huh. basically every general chemistry cl- class, non-majors or majors. Yeah. So exothermic, the heat is exiting the system. Yes. Endothermic. Oh, I should have let you guess. Dang it. Sorry. Dang. Endothermic Uh is when energy is being put into the system. Yes. For physical or chemical change requires energy to be put in. Okay. So that makes sense. I just did a little bit of research and endo makes sense as the prefix because endor is the planet in star wars where the ewoks live i think actually and so it's like that forest place (laughs) and so yeah that's that becomes full circle kind of when you think about it ewoks are my favorite thing about the star wars universe and when i was a little kid i wanted an ewok for Mm -hmm. a friend so badly well have you seen the little ones from the the last jedi the little guys? No, the, I think I'm behind. I forgot what they're called, but they're cute. <laughs> that was an interesting tangent. Okay, back into it. Indoor. This is your fault. <laughs> Endothermic energy putting in, exothermic energy leaving. Okay. Usually energy comes in and out of things in the form of heat. So the therm part is the heat part. So you could have endo, exo, something else. But in this case, we're talking about exothermic, endothermic. I just mean the, the prefix. You could... Ex- feasibly yes in this case we're talking about heat specifically so heat is released heat is taken in endothermic for heat Mm -hmm. taken in exothermic for heat taken out so it's heat specifically i may have misspoken and said energy but it's heat specifically yeah which in this case the energy is the heat yeah so they are one yeah but you can also have other forms of energy yes but in this case it's heat specifically okay got it so you're tracking yes i'm tracking great so now let's talk about some real examples of endothermic and exothermic so that then we can relate that all the way back to hand warmers okay okay you want to boil some water to make pasta Mm -hmm. what do you do with the water you put the water in a pot and put on the stove and put some heat under it so what does that make it an endothermic or an exothermic process you're talking about the water or the the water burner the water the water is endo because it's taking heat in yes got it that's right for some reason the pot boiling one really gets people confused because the water is hot so it feels like it's taking it's putting heat off but it's you're putting heat into it for it to heat up yes so it's endo yes got it so that means water going from water to a gas Mm -hmm. is an endothermic physical change oh yeah okay okay it's taking heat in yes okay and that that physical change is happening because of the heat. Right. Because the heat is going into it in. and mm-hmm. it's changing. Got it. Another good example of this where you don't have to put heat in, but you can see the results of the endothermic reaction mm-hmm. is if you put, this is a chemical change now, baking powder and vinegar together, and then you touch the glass, it should feel cool to the touch. Oh. Endothermic reaction. Interesting. That's weird. We can talk more about why some reactions are endothermic and why others are exothermic at another time. Okay. I don't think it's worth it right now. Mm-hmm. So now let's do some exothermic processes. Can okay. you think of something that's exothermic that's letting heat out or where you remove heat for the process to take place? Okay. It's letting heat off. Or, um, okay. Here's one. I think. 
Okay. You get two 9-volt batteries. You flip one around, and then you stick them together. They're the ones that kind of have the clicky tabs in the ends. Uh-huh. So you do this, and then if you leave them like that for a little bit, they start getting pretty warm. Okay. Exothermic? Yeah, maybe so. I don't know what's going on with those, so I can't say for sure, but that... Basically, one of them, because each end is like the positive and the negative, mm-hmm. positive and negative, so you're putting together, and so basically it's like the electricity is going in circles or something. Yeah. But obviously you're losing some because it's getting hot. Like if you're you, losing yeah. some energy. If it's, if it's putting off and generating its own heat, that's exothermic. Yes. Can you think of something else, too? Maybe a physical change that's exothermic? Listeners at home. Spend this time to try and think of some too. One that is giving away heat. Yeah, that's what you said. Okay, right? Exothermic. Do you want me to give you a hint? Maybe. If boiling water is endothermic, what's the opposite? Oh, freezing it. Freezing it. Oh, yeah. I was, thinking, I was thinking about, like, you don't feel heat happening. Yes. But it's because it is dissipating. Right. So you just did an example of something that's really a good example is mm-hmm. it's easy for people to visualize endothermic and exothermic chemical changes mm-hmm. because you can feel the heat or not. Mm-hmm. But I guess because we put the heat into water to make it boil or we put it in the freezer, we don't. see that same amount of heat coming off and heat going in in the same way. Mm -hmm. So it's harder for people to wrap their mind around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? Have you seen that meme that's like, um, tired of waiting for water to boil for, you know, every night when you're making dinner? (laughs) Um, Boil your water ahead of time and then freeze it in the freezer so that you can have uh, water for dinner. It's just like a, it's just a meme that it shows like these gallon bags of water in the freezer. As if like, boy, <laughs> it is like that sometimes where people are like having such a hard time doing this thing, yeah. do this other thing. And yeah. You're like, no. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted you to sort of have that experience of it uh-huh. being harder for the physical change, because what we're going to talk about is a physical change. Okay. Okay. So water boiling, water melting, endothermic processes. You have to put heat in to melt water. You have to put heat in to turn it into gas. Right, 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 right. Heat's going away from it when it condenses from a gas back to a liquid. Mm -hmm. And then when it goes from a liquid to a solid when you freeze it. Yes. Got it. Okay. Okay. So that's endothermic and exothermic processes. You've got a handle on it. All right. Now, all this, though, was about hand warmers, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So how do hand warmers work? How How do reusable hand warmers work? Yeah, how do they work? They're an exothermic process. So... Reusable hand warmers are a phase change of something going from liquid to solid. It's okay. a physical change. So the ones I'm talking about start out with a super saturated solution. So all that means is there's a special kind of salt, mm-hmm. sodium acetate, for those of you who care, dissolved in water. Okay. And they dissolve as much as they can at room temperature, and then they heat it up and dissolve more. Mm -hmm. And then they heat it up and dissolve even more. Mm -hmm. So it's fully saturated, as saturated as it can possibly be. Okay. And then, do you remember when we talked about 
in snowflakes or any crystals, how they need something to start on. Yes. So with snowflakes, like, it's dust or pollen. Huh? And you said also like when y'all were doing crystal stuff in the lab, you would, if, some, if something wasn't happening, mm-hmm. you'd like scrape the side of the beaker or right. whatever to like jumpstart the reaction. Yes. Or you had your super cooled water and you'd slam it. Yes. Yep. Okay. So that process is known as a nucleation site when it has something to click onto so that it can start its crystal going process. Uh So a reusable hand warmer, it's a closed container with a super saturated solution of salt in it and a metal disc. Is it like in a bag or something? Like what mm -hmm. does it even look like? It's like like a clear plastic bag. I'll show you a picture and we'll post a picture on the interwebs. Yeah. Okay. So it's a clear plastic bag filled with a super saturated liquid solution and you can feel in there is a piece of metal. Okay. A circular metal disc. And you can bend that metal disc ever so slightly. Mm -hmm. It's flexible. And that bending provides a nucleation site. So that the super saturated solution can, boom, start to crystallize. No way. Way. No way. And as it starts to crystallize, it's just going, 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 and letting all that heat out. And how long does it take? Like, how long will it actually let heat off? I don't know. I've I've not used one. Huh. I assume, you know, like an hour, just like regular. That'd be awesome. And you can even see if... I have a picture of a of a reusable hand warmer and you can see the crystals. It's a clear bag. You can see the crystals are starting to form around the metal first uh-huh. and then they spread out from there. And then, so you do that. Mm-hmm. It's doing that for about an hour and giving off heat mm-hmm. because it's turning from liquid to a solid. Yep. And then after that, when you boil it back, mm-hmm. it is dissolving the Salt. sodium, whatever. Mm-hmm. Back into the liquid. Yep. And then you can do it all over again. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dude, are you serious? I'm so serious. These these have to have to cost thousands, if not <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars. I bet it's not. I'm gonna look up right now. How much do reusable hand warmers cost? This episode brought to you by reusablehandwarmers.com. <laughs> Why use a hand warmer when you could? Reuse a hand warmer. Patent pending. You can purchase a level one reusable hand warmer pack of two for $10 on Amazon. And you can see it's a clear plouch. It's a cure. It's a cure. It's a cure plouch. Gosh. It's a clear pouch. Uh And you can see the metal disc inside of it. Dude. Mm hmm. That is crazy. It is so cool. Man, what the heck? Very cool. Science is amazing. It does so yeah. many cool things. It makes life-saving medicine. It makes sunlight turn into electricity. And it makes your hands warm wow. using just a phase change. Yeah. What the heck? It's so simple. It's so weird how we're benefiting from this thing that's going on very like down in there. Yeah. And we're using it just because it gives off heat. Yeah. It's like that's the part that we care, care about. It doesn't matter. We don't really care what's dissolving in what and then what's like crystallizing into what it's just like oh yeah i know it gets hot it's like okay sweet you're like totally harnessing isn't that amazing yeah that's crazy it's like so simple but so beautiful yeah yeah i really i really am so glad that this was suggested Uh and that i stumbled upon it yeah so serendipitously man 
serendipity. Wow. That's an element on the PR table. (laughs) No, you're going to start spreading misinformation (laughs) on our, on our information centric podcast. I probably should decrease the amount of disinformation. I think a little bit's good because people help people get a good, like, um, what's the word? Like center for the truth. Oh yeah, that's true. Critical thinking is an important part of scientific discovery. Mm -hmm. It helps to be deceived a little bit. So you know what the truth is. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's all. That's everything I have for you today. I think I got it. It's a simple one, which I like. And I'm glad because last time I had a really hard time understanding it. Um, I'm not sure if it was just that it was hard, if I hadn't had enough coffee or what. Well, do you need to take a break and get some coffee right now? (laughs) I might wait a little bit. Um, I do think it's not... It may be as simple, but there's also some big jargony words and you kind of mm-hmm. have to get the basics down. Right. And it may became easier to you because you've been in some chemistry classes before. Right. It's not so. like it's just simple. It just, I, I guess when you told me it was about hand warmers, I thought it might be like just super hard to right. understand and yeah. crazy. It's not simple. It's not as simple as how to butter a piece of toast or something. Yeah. But it is... Have we ever done anything as simple as how to butter a piece of toast? Also, if you didn't know how to butter a piece of toast, it might be complicated. Yeah. And if the butter was hard from the fridge. Right. Yeah. That's not the simplest thing. How to toast a piece of toast. I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Let me take a crack, a crack at this. All right. I'm ready. I'm excited. So. Everybody's got hands. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's not necessary for this, this one. Uh, um, okay, so everybody's got hands. I feel like a lot of times that that makes that makes <laughs> sense as a beginning point for me, but this Everybody time it's not needed. Oh, that was a good one. Good one, Jim. Leave that in for sure. Okay. <laughs> Everybody has hands. Okay, so hand warmers have a liquid in them. These mm-hmm. reusable hand warmers specifically. Yes, yes. Have a liquid in them that has had a lot of a salt thing, compound thing, dissolved into it. Right. Just like, you know, we dissolve salt into water for a lot of things. Right. Um, or sugar into tea. Yeah, sugar into tea or whatever. Or a lot of sugar into water making simple syrup, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Basically, it's just a lot of that dissolved into, is it just water or is it a different kind of? It's just water, yeah. And the thing that's unique about that specific mix is that whenever it gets separated back out or like turns into a solid, is that it's exothermic. So So you couldn't just do that with, you couldn't just put salt into that. You could. Whoa. So... Any table salt. physical process that goes from a liquid to a solid uh-huh. is going to be giving off heat. Any. Okay, that's that's cool. I mean, like, it makes sense about just, like, the water or whatever. Water freezing. But I thought for some reason that maybe there was a unique, like, extra level of heat coming off of this situation. I'm not or- sure. Yeah, I don't know if sodium acetate... This gets into things I don't know about thermochemistry is with different ones going release different amounts of heat. I don't really know. Yeah. I'm not great at th- thermochemistry and I'm, I'm really focused much more on organic chemistry. So I don't know that. Okay. But any physical going from a liquid to a solid would let off some kind of okay. heat. Got it. So 
that's by design in this case mm-hmm. to benefit from that heat. Yes. So the way to start that process, just like the crystal stuff we talked about, mm-hmm. is to have a nucleation point. Yep, yep. a nucleation site. And site. And mm-hmm. that's this metal disc in there. So mm-hmm. bending it a little bit kind of jump starts this this physical change. Yep. Changing the dissolved solid into the water mm-hmm. to where it crystallizes. Yep. And becomes solid again. Yes. And as it's doing that, mm-hmm. it gives off heat. It's exothermic. Yes. And we benefit from the heat part. Yes. Also, like probably the coolest part really, I think, is that then you boil these little bags mm-hmm. and it dissolves that sodium acetate back into the water. Yes. And returns it from whence it came. <laughs> yes. To where then it's water and a basically looks like water and a disc in a bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can do it again. That is insane. It's amazing. The only thing you didn't say was the reason the crystallization is possible is because it's a super saturated solution. So they shove more than would normally be in there at room oh, temperature. It. It's beyond its maximum point. Right, right, right. Right. And and that's true about like, so say you're trying to put sugar into some already cold tea. Right. It doesn't, not as much dissolves into it. Right. It just hangs out at the bottom. Yes. And it's sugary um, crystalness. If it's room temperature, you can dissolve quite a bit. Yes. But you're saying because it's even hotter when they do it, they yes. put a ton in there. Yes. So it's ready to come right out of solution. Got it. And so I, it doesn't need, that's why it's just like a little bend of a disc and it's like. Ready it's to like, go. It's like, oh, thank God. We've been trapped inside this water. It's kind been of. so claustrophobic in here. Yes. And the one thing I want to say is it's not really, I likened it from going from a liquid to a solid. The crystallization is not exactly going from liquid to a solid. It's. The ions are all dissolved in the water mm-hmm. and then they are able to come down and form their crystalline state. So it's, it really is a crystal formation, not going from a liquid to a solid. It's not a freezing uh-huh. as doesn't... much as a crystalline formation. Yeah. It's a little bit different because we're talking about an ionic solid. It's kind of this whole other thing we don't need to get into. So it goes into a solid-ish. No, it definitely goes into a solid, but it doesn't start as a liquid. It starts as a liquid-ish kind of. Okay. Starts as a liquid-ish. Yeah. Okay. So it, I don't think getting into the complexities of that would be useful in any way, shape, or form. Does it get hard because it's becoming less liquid? I think it does. Yeah, it, get, it comes crunchy. Yeah, it, it looks like it becomes almost like solid. Uh huh. I've never, I've never used one, but maybe we should order some on Amazon and hang out. Yeah. And play with them. Yeah, something. I think it's a great idea. Ten dollars for a pair. Yeah. And so maybe by the time this episode airs, we will have something that we can put on Instagram or Twitter where you can see us experiencing the magic. Yes. That'd be awesome. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, that's all I have for you today. I like it. That was awesome. Should we share about something that made us happy this week? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to start this week. I don't think that's fair. (laughs) I already told Jam what my thing was, so I don't want him to steal it. Yeah. So my I'm tempted to feel it. <laughs> my thing this week is well, it's kind of twofold. So my mom's had a lot of medical things going on. There's been a lot of hard stuff. But two things that have been really incredible bright spots in my life are one, 
this mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. So we have so much fun making it. Totally. Anytime I'm having a hard day, I come in here, make this podcast. It's a dream. Mm -hmm. I have so much fun. And the listeners that you guys who are listening right now Mm -hmm. that have reached out to us and communicated what it's meant to you and have shared that you're enjoying chemistry and have told me specific things that you've learned just warms my heart every time. I mean... I can't describe the joy that it brings when we get those messages. Yeah. And I actually showed, we got a nice song one from a listener, Ellen, and it was so kind. I showed it to my mom and Mm -hmm. she was like so touched. It was beautiful. Yeah. And so I've just had a really, I'm shocked and so honored that people would find value in this and that they would take the time out of their day to share with us is just meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little emotional right now, but I'm not going to cry. <laughs> yeah, It just, I can't communicate to all of you listening how much this has meant to me and how much this experience has really changed my life for the better. So that's the one half of it. Mm-hmm. But very similarly, the people in my life around me have just blown me away with how incredibly kind they are. And I've just been thinking so much lately about how lucky I am Mm -hmm. to have really kind friends and students and advisors and professors who are just really care about me as a person, very supportive, Mm -hmm. very encouraging, encourage me to do this podcast, encourage me in all my endeavors. I just feel very lucky to be surrounded by people who are just so kind and good yeah. and caring. So I can't recommend enough. If if you don't have people like that in your life, go out and get some. Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I think our lives, we are relational people. And so yeah. Yeah. those relationships, all of those relationships that I just talked about have added so much to my life that just has really been put into sharp relief for me lately. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm not crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you went first because that was really boring. And so now mine can be exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have not let you go first. I'm just kidding. should have let you go first because that was going to be intense. That's like super ditto for me. Um, and so the nice thing, which Melissa has benefited from in the past, where she can say like, yeah, that me too. And then here's mine. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like I get to say two. So ditto yeah. to what Melissa said. That's true. One time Jam sent me a listener message and said, okay, I'm going to show you this, but don't cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he also has really benefited from, from those, those awesome messages and hearing from you guys. Yeah. So mine for this week is that, um, my mom's birthday's around this time. And so we, I mean, she lives like three hours away. Um, and so it's kind of hard to get together for that kind of stuff. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it just has to be phone calls or whatever. At the same time this week, my brother, sister-in-law, and their baby are moving uh, out of Texas to Kentucky. And so um, we were able to arrange to all be together, me and my wife and my mom, my two brothers, my younger brother's oh wife my and baby. We all got to get dinner together. Oh, I love that. Which was awesome. And so we did that this week and met halfway to be able to do that and then um, we probably won't all be able to be in the same place for a little while I'm not yeah. sure exactly when but um, so that was really cool it was yeah. awesome we like, kind of did it in honor of my mom's birthday while at the same time it being the best opportunity to do that um, 
for the next foreseeable yeah, six not until months or Christmas so. or Thanksgiving right. will that probably happen again. Yeah. So that's kind of a nice opportunity. Totally. So that was great. Definitely, definitely great. It was too short, but it was way better to do it and have a little bit of time all together. Yeah. Then, you know, not do it at all. So Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. It was sweet. Got some really good time with my little niece and uh she got to taste a lemon for the first time, which whole, <laughs> I did see the video of that. Yeah. Very cute. <laughs> yeah. That whole like like babies trying lemons and strange foods for the first time and their reactions is always great so so good yeah anyway that's my that was my thing this week it wow, was we're awesome. sappy this week aren't we yeah yeah we're a mess over here we're, so. we're just a sappy mess we're just a bunch of saps thanks so much jam for coming to yeah. learn and anytime yeah really just once a week and thanks to abby and steven who gave me the idea for the hand warmers episode that was such a good one And thanks to all of you guys for listening and for reaching out and to making this show exactly what it is, which is so incredible. Melissa and I have a lot of ideas for topics of chemistry in everyday life, but we want to hear from you. So if you have questions or ideas, you can reach out to us on Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Chem for Your Life. That's Chem, F-O-R, Your Life, to share thoughts and ideas. If you enjoy this podcast, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you really like it, you can write a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us to be able to share chemistry with even more people. If you'd like to help us keep our show going and contribute to the costs of making it, go to ko-fi.com slash chemforyourlife and donate the cost of a cup of coffee. This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jam Robinson. References for this episode can be found in our show notes or on our website. Jam Robinson is our producer, and we'd like to give a special thanks to A. Kiwasong and V. Garza, who reviewed this episode. (laughs) 